Our good word for today is still in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. Now, I hope you don't get discouraged with me because I linger long over these verses, but I like to take these verses like a jewel and hold them up to the light of the Holy Spirit and see as many sides of their beauty and their truth as we can. I think one of the curses of our churches today is that our studying and our preaching and our teaching has become shallow. People want entertainment. You know, we are living in that era that Paul prophesied about when he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He wrote to Timothy and he said, Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Why? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, healthy doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That means that the church members' ears will start itching for something sensational. You know, people are thinking up all kinds of ways to draw a crowd these days. Uh, one, one good way to draw a crowd in a church is to get some celebrity. Now, whether or not he preaches the Bible doesn't make any difference to most people today. Can he tickle our ears? Can he just give us something interesting to listen to? Can he entertain us a little bit, tell us some stories? Many Christians today want in their churches what the worldly crowd gets in the theaters. They want religious entertainment. They think they've been to church. They think they've glorified God. They haven't. It's just been a carnal, worldly entertainment. It's gone so far now as to find people parading so-called converts up in front of the congregation, and they tell their old, dirty lives. I think this is terrible. It has invaded our churches today, people getting up and telling all kinds of sordid things just to get a crowd. And uh, you've got to be a converted murderer or gambler or dope addict anymore, or people won't listen to you. Well, I'd sooner have a small crowd and preach the word and be instant because I don't, want to, I don't want to scratch the ears of people who have itching ears for some sensational new thing. Paul goes on to say in verse 4 of 2 Timothy 4, they shall turn away their ears from the truth. So you have itching ears and you have ears that are turned away from the truth. And we have this today. People don't want to hear the word of God. I'm glad you've tuned this way because my desire is simply to teach you the Bible. This is the whole thrust of our ministry at Calvary Baptist Church, just to teach people the Word of God. And uh, so today we're looking at the good word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6, how these people responded to the Word of God. We've discovered that they received the Word of God, they believed it, and they enjoyed it. Now here's the fourth thing, they suffered because of it. They received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Affliction. Does it cost you anything to own a Bible? You say, well, it cost me 10 or $15 to buy it. I didn't ask that question. Does it cost you anything to own a Bible? It cost Paul something to own a Bible. When he discovered the truths of the word of God and the fact that Jesus was the Son of God, it cost him his reputation as a Jewish rabbi. It cost him something to own a Bible. When he discovered Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he went. It cost him shipwreck and prison and humiliation, and ultimately it cost him his life. How much does it cost you to own your Bible? How much does it cost me? Now, it doesn't cost anything to own a Bible. It doesn't cost very much to carry a Bible. Oh, a few folks might laugh at you. 
if you carry your Bible. But it does cost something to receive the Word of God and believe it and practice it. I know some people it's cost them their homes. I know some young people who have been thrust out of their homes because they dared to practice the Word of God. I know some men who live very lonely lives because they practice the Word of God and their wives want nothing to do with them. I know of people whose relatives have just washed their hands of them because of the Word of God. Now listen to me. If having the Word of God and believing the Word of God doesn't cost you something, there's something wrong. Because this is the most expensive book in all the world. Did you know that Hitler wrote a book called Mein Kampf? And I'm told that for every word in that book, 125 people died in World War II. That's a lot of people. Of course, Hitler was responsible for the slaughtering of millions of Jewish people. 125 people died for every word in Mein Kampf. Now, a Christian friend of mine, how much has it cost you and me to receive the Word of God? You know, I get into a lot of Bible conferences. I thank the Lord for the open doors he gives me, and I'm thankful for a church that shares their pastor with other places. It's a missionary ministry of our church, and I thank the Lord for it. It's hard work. Many times I'll go out into a city and preach 15, 20, 25 times a week, whereas if I stayed here in my own congregation, I might only speak four or five times. So it's work, but it's a great joy. Does it cost us anything to have the Word of God? In too many of these conferences, people come for enjoyment. They come to mark their Bibles, and they come to fill up their notebooks and get some outlines. It doesn't cost them anything. It costs Stephen to have the Word of God. Did you ever read Acts chapter 7? Boy, Stephen takes the whole Old Testament and he surveys the entire history of the Jewish people, and he preached a sermon on the history of the Jewish people, and he was stoned to death. Now, they received the word of God with much affliction. The word of God brings suffering to it. Turn, if you will, please, in your Bible, and I want to recommend you have the word of God in front of you as we study together to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, verse 29, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecution, and in the world to come eternal life. Now why do we have uh, opposition from our families? Because we receive the word of God for my sake and the gospels. Look at John chapter 15. In the upper room discourse, the Lord Jesus Christ is talking to his disciples as he faces the cross. He's going to leave them and go back to heaven. John chapter 15, verse 20. John 15, 20. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So you see, the word of God brings persecution. In John chapter 17 and verse 14, Jesus says this, John 17, 14, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, 
even as I am not of the world. Now, these people in Thessalonica received the word of God. They believed the word of God. They enjoyed the word of God, but they suffered for the word of God. Now, this suffering was nothing to laugh at. Uh, in chapter 3, uh, verses 3 and 4, Paul says this in 1 Thessalonians. He had sent Timothy to comfort them about their faith, that no man should be moved by these afflictions. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and ye know. They went through tribulation and suffering because of the word of God. Paul did too. The apostle Paul was beaten and stoned and humiliated and finally killed because of the word of God. Now, what is it about the word of God that causes suffering? The Bible's the world's bestseller. Uh, people have reverence for the Bible. I suppose if you were to walk into a bar and put a Bible down on the bar, there would be silence and a cleaning up of the uh, vocabulary. Most people have a respect for the Word of God. It may be a superstitious respect, but most people respect the Word of God. What is there about the Bible that brings persecution? Well, the Word is given to us in verse 6, two words, followers, and down verse 7, examples. Did you get that? And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the Word. You see, when a person receives the Word of God, he's got to change his life. Now, these people had been following idols, down in verse 9, how you turn to God from idols. So they had been following the idols. They had been following the worldly crowd. They had been running with a crowd that was wicked and sinful. But now they had received the word of God. They turned right around and began to follow the apostle Paul. They began to follow the Lord. And over in chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Ye brethren became followers of the churches of God which are in Judea. So they began good, became good followers. And because they received the word of God and followed the people of God, they became examples. Their lives changed. Verse 7, so that ye were examples to all that believe. Now this word examples is the word type. It's the same word used for the prints of the nails in John 20, 25. It's an impression made by a blow. It's a type. Uh, you go down to the print shop, and they have different kinds of typefaces. And they put ink on these typefaces, and then these typefaces are brought against paper with pressure, and an imprint is made. Now, this typeface was made by a blow, either by molding or by uh, impressing, uh, an impression. Now, Paul is saying here that Christians become examples because of a blow. The Word of God comes like a hammer and carves them. The word of God comes like fire and melts them. The word of God comes like water and cleanses them. The word of God and the spirit of God change our lives and we become examples. Now, this is interesting. So many, many people carry the Bible and read the Bible, even study the Bible, who are not examples. This is tragic. The word of God, if it is truly and honestly received, makes us to be an example of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God in my heart ought to make me more like the Son of God. Now, I want to wrap this little series up before we move into this next study in our next lesson. What is your relationship to the Word of God? 
That's about the most important question I can ask you right now. People whose, whose hearts are right with the Word of God have no problem witnessing. They have no problem getting along with other Christians. They aren't troublemakers. People whose, whose word, who receive the Word of God uh, are useful to the Lord. What is your relationship to the Word of God? These people were an elect people, verses 1 through 5. They were an exemplary people, verses 6 and 7. Because of their receiving the word of God, they revealed the word of God and became examples to others. Now, we're going to see in verse 8 that they were also enthusiastic people. They didn't just receive the word of God. They shared the word of God. And finally, verses 9 and 10, they are expectant people waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to return. Would you turn now in closing to 2 Corinthians chapter 3? The last verse in that chapter tells us what our relationship ought to be to the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, But we all with open face, unveiled face, hiding nothing, beholding as in a glass, in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are changed. And that word changed there is the word transfigured into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now let's look at that verse. The child of God looks into the Word of God, that's the mirror, and he sees the Son of God. And when he sees the Son of God in the Word of God, he is transformed by the Spirit of God into the same image. How do you become like the Lord Jesus? Through his Word. The more of the word we appropriate and appreciate and apply, the more of the word of God we memorize and meditate on. Oh, meditation's a lost art today. People waste time watching TV, reading silly books and newspapers. Do you take time to meditate on the word of God? Meditation is to your soul what digestion is to your body. If you eat food and don't digest it, you'll die. You eat the word of God and let it digest in your soul and you'll grow and become like the Lord Jesus. How wonderful it is to have the word of God. Well, this is What's the Good Word? And my name is Warren Wearsby and I'm the pastor of the Calvary Baptist Church in Covington, Kentucky. Thank you for tuning our way and we'll be together next time in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 on What's the Good Word?